Hey, this is Benjamin with Top Floor Studios. Today, we have the guest of Nathaniel Heredia. Stick around, and you might learn something. Today, we have Nathaniel with us, and he is a recording artist. He does live shows. He has... An album out yeah I, yeah i have a i have an album out i have two eps out um i also like i call it an ep but it's just like five songs i just was like yeah i'm just gonna put these out but i don't really think of it as an ep because they were never like finished i was just like bored one day and i was like i have all of these things recorded and why not oh yeah and christian's here too go ahead and say hi hi i'm christian today's talk gonna be about recording learning how to record and trying to like get yourself out there whether it be through soundcloud bandcamp itunes or whatever the sort i don't even there are millions upon millions of different ways to get yourself out there Mm. and the big ones obviously being youtube and itunes those are the ones that most people think of How, how would you uh tell someone who wants to get into recording themselves or recording their friends uh what what would like you what recommend steps? yeah like what was your first step oh my first step honestly i started on a mac mini from like 2009 it was it was an older computer that we've had for things like five or six years at that point because i i had just started recording fully like in 2015 2016 that's whenever i was really into it um so I started on that. I messed around in GarageBand for a while. I actually still use GarageBand up to this day. It's just a free software that comes with most Macs, and it actually works really well um, for especially beginning people. Like some people are like, "Oh, you need to get Ableton," or you know, some people are like, "Oh, you need to go like Pro Tools or Logic or all these really fancy recording DAWs." But but like honestly, like you can stick with GarageBand for a long time. I mean, even something like you know like a vocal recording like honestly odyssey would work audacity i mean um for you know just simple like maybe maybe like two input stuff so like an acoustic guitar mixed with a vocal i mean you can do that kind of stuff easily with this all right so something that i wanted to touch on because uh when you when you start talking about uh recording equipment recording stuff there's a lot of questions especially someone who's never done it before Mm. like when you were talking you, you mentioned a doll, yeah. and uh, Christian's face immediately was like, "I'm confused." What <laughs> I is think a my doll? whole face was just kind of staring at like my fidget toy here, just like not knowing what's going on and just yeah, being out. So, of this okay. so what is a doll? So a doll stands for something, yeah, right? Yeah, DAW, It's a digital audio workstation. So what that means is basically any software you can get on, on like a computer or a laptop that allows you to record. It's so. So don't think of it as like this crazy thing. Like I said, GarageBand is it's usually a free one that comes with a Mac, and it. It does simple things, but it also can do a lot of, you know, crazy things like, you know, manipulating vocal, like vocals, like instantly. I mean, you can also get plugins for it, which plugins are basically other like different softwares that you can add on to the software you already have to mm-hmm. edit and, um, you know, just mess around with different. Okay. All right. So like, let's say I don't have like 700 bucks to just throw at a computer or some sort of software what what kind of advice would you give like whether to go whether i'm going to apple or pc what direction would you push me um so i since i did start with a mac i do personally prefer um like apple products um so 
but you can go with a PC. You can probably get FL Studio. You could even like go up to like Pro Tools, but that that is costing more money. But um, Ableton is a good one to start with, like the the lower tier Ableton. It's very I don't like Ableton that much um, because it is just very like confusing. But as far as free stuff. I generally don't know much for about for PC, like free stuff for PC. Um, I'm sure that, like I said earlier, like Audacity probably doesn't cost that much at all. It was free. It's a free software. Yeah. And so like, that's good for, like I said earlier, like just a guitar, guitar in one person. Do you think like a lot of times like quality is limited by how much you can get for the price or is it like generally same? Um, depends on what you're doing. If you want to go like into EDM, like, which is just electronic dance music, like, you need something that is pretty much all software-based. Like, I'm talking, like, you know, Pro Tools or Logic or something or something of the other that's higher tier because there's so many different things you could do with that. But if you're doing something, like I said earlier, with just, you know, like, folk music or, um, like, in, you know, like the like newer... Singer-songwriter. Yeah, singer-songwriter or, like, the newer, like, indie kind of style where it's just, like, a guitar and a singer, you could go something really cheap. I mean... If you do have a Mac, that's great. You can go with GarageBand. If you don't have, I mean, Audacity. Audacity works Audacity for that. Audacity is great. So, so say uh, someone really wants writes a song, they really want to record it, and they have an acoustic electric or they have an electric that that can plug in. Is there any real reason to like if you're going with acoustic? Is it better to record it just with a with a mic or trying to do direct? Is it better to always do direct over ambient sound? Okay, so now that does come to preference. So with me though, I would prefer using mics. I would I would prefer like doing like an ambient kind of style. I guess you that's what you called it. Um, so it's basically um, just getting. And again, this comes from preference too. Placement. A lot of people prefer the placement like right, you know, by the sound hole, sound hole of the guitar. You know, um, some people prefer actually recording from the neck. You know, and so not a lot of people realize that, but you can get actually pretty good tones from that too. It just depends on what kind of style you're going for. Now, however, a lot of sound engineers, if you go into a studio, they will record from the sound hole. Like they'll just automatically do that unless you tell them otherwise to get a specific sound because it's the general one. A lot of people are like, oh, well, that's where the sound comes from. Might as well just mic that because you'll get a lot more raw tone from that. Now, um, when it comes to an acoustic electric guitar, mm-hmm. you could plug it in. It has pickups, but generally they won't do that unless it's like a full band and like they're all recording in the same room at the same time. Do you think it's more or less difficult doing this as a solo person or with a band where you have more brains to pick, but more instruments to deal with? Now, it depends on what kind of studio you go into. If you're going into a higher end studio, they have everything for that. Like, it won't be bad at all. But if you are going, like, if you are starting at your house, if you are starting at, like, a lower, like, almost like a practice studio, but you can, like, record in there, like, they're, they're fine with you recording in it. Um, you're looking at something that's very difficult, very um, hard to deal with because most of the time you don't have the correct equipment or you don't have enough equipment. And so um, one thing in particular that a lot of people do for begin- for like for beginners, they like drums, they actually don't record drums. What they do is they use like um, software and engineer drums that they play on top of and then the drummer learns that. So that way they don't have to deal with recording drums because 
that's a whole different thing from recording a guitar or like vocals. Yeah. Do you think that's a difficult thing to avoid, especially when you're young, when you like have friends and like they all play instruments and you guys do it together and you're like, no, I don't want to record with you. Um, what do you, what do you mean? Like avoid, like, like, like it's hard to like deal with that of like, yeah, I like playing with you guys. I like you guys, but like I want, it's so difficult. And I don't have the tools to record. This okay. Thing. So I actually ran into that problem. There's a couple of my friends that we, you know, they play guitar, um, one plays drums and they were like, yeah, we should record stuff together. I don't have the equipment for that. None of them do. They have, you know, recording software. We all had different recording software that we could have recorded separately and like try to mash together. But again, I mean, if you're, if you're playing with musicians that are like, you know, they've been playing for a while, um, usually all of them can follow a tempo. So what that means is that if you put on a click track, which basically is like a metronome, it keeps, you know, a steady pace and you can follow along with it. Um, you can all play separately and then mash it together if you all stayed on tempo. But if you didn't, and none of, none of you guys know how to really stay on tempo or you've never used a metronome before or tempo, like, you know, like keeper or whatever. Um, if you've never done that before, it is difficult. So as a beginner, like it's hard to play with a band unless you started out playing as a band. Now, if there's a band out there that just formed just because there are like a bunch of friends and they want to record something together, most likely they've been playing together for a little bit by then, which means that they can probably follow each other pretty well, which means that if the drummer plays a beat for like three minutes for like a song and then the bassist records over that and then the guitarist records over that, like I'm pretty sure that we find. I'm glad you said that so you don't have just bands splitting up left and right now yeah no yeah <laughs> bands they, they can definitely record separately and mash up together it just depends on how well of musicians they are to like perform separately but be able to record something at the same time if that makes sense mm-hmm. so we're talking about like recording and then putting out your work yeah so something that we try to do as the loft is to give people a haven to like show their work yeah like somewhere to go and show people the music and then say okay now go listen to this album right so when you're performing songs Mm -hmm. as a performance artist and then you tell someone to go listen to the recording there are a lot of really good bands out there uh one of them being a a phenomenal artist her name is uh jenny owens young yeah amazing we went and saw her live. Yeah. Amazing. But it was just her and her guitar. I yeah. can't stand listening to the recording. A lot of people have that feeling, I think. A lot of people feel that way. They, they listen to a live artist, um, and then they go home, they listen to the recording, and it's totally different. And um, can't really change anything about that. As a recording artist um, that is also a performer, if they want to have a full band sound, but they can't have a traveling band with them, mm-hmm. they'll perform solo. Right. Because they're getting gigs, but the thing is that if they're if they're a solo artist, like recording wise, and then they have a band with them, now that changes a lot. Because some people they'll like listen to like, let's say I don't I can't think of any bands like that off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are people out there that they have a band that like tours with them, and then they have solo stuff for well, I mean, like Jack White. Yeah, yeah, or you know like John Foreman. But even then on his recordings, there's a lot of times he has a full band playing with him. But the thing is that, you know, um, if you go from a band to solo, it's it's easier to deal with 
mm. and the reason why is because a lot of people look at that as like oh this is a raw edited version like this is this is the original but if you go from solo to band recorded you know solo live and then recorded band it's harder to deal with because then they're like well i liked it the other way but i can't listen to that all the time my best this is my opinion on this is go watch them live more you know go to their gigs more if they're coming in town go watch them because i'm most of the time they'll stay solo doing gigs until they get to a point where they can have a traveling band but if they're if you know that they're playing at a bar if you know that they're playing at a smaller venue they're probably not having a full band with them they're probably just their solo artist so or one other person yeah and plus that supports them you know going and watching them so spotify and itunes and all, all those kind of facets they're very difficult especially with the the ways you're getting profit from that what how does the artist deal with that because they can't go live when they live in arizona and they're trying to like get someone in maryland so how how do you jump that hurdle okay. yeah um so actually there was just a video put out i forgot his name um off the top of my head he's a youtuber we'll have, we'll have a link up yeah 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 we can put a link up um he describes basically the value of music compared to like what some people would you know like visual arts and all that kind of stuff because you know there's paintings out there that sell for 50 million dollars or you know all this stuff but music on itunes um for every single time it's played through like apple music or spotify or all that stuff they go on a rate of like it's point zero 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 two nine cents so it's literally less than a penny like it's like a quarter of a penny basically and so what that what that is is that it it's hard to deal with as an artist unless you're getting already getting like a million hits on your song it's that's just how it is even if you get a what is that added up to a million hits that's only like a hundred dollars or whatever i don't i don't know yeah quick math right uh but we're musicians not mathematicians yeah (laughs) um but it is hard to deal with um the only way you make money is off gigs honestly i mean if even if it's like a small gig like let's say there is a band on tour or whatever and then someone's like hey you want to come play at this bar or whatever like just acoustic set we'll give you like 150 bucks they'll be like yeah because that's the only way they make money you know so um going out and seeing performing artists is a huge deal to them always because not only are you supporting them as an artist and their music but you're supporting them for their finances you're supporting them to keep their lights on to get food in their stomach like there's no other way around it so um it is it is hard to deal with it's 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 a fear that a lot of musicians have especially ones that are constantly on tour because sooner or later they're not going to be on tour yeah and it does suck because even if you're successful on a small scale like you get a thousand people listening to you and that's an amazing feat but then you're making like five bucks off of it. Yeah. And I mean, SoundCloud, you don't make money off that. I don't know for sure. I mean, obviously SoundCloud has been evolving tremendously in the last couple of years, but I don't know if you make money off of hits on that, but Apple pay, I mean, Apple music, I mean, they only pay you like whatever I say, it was like less than a cent per play. So even then I think you have to hit a certain amount of plays before you start getting paid. So, so it's just, bars against someone just standing there and hitting refresh trying to get yeah <laughs> really support yeah. this person replay, replay. yeah well, i mean yeah. i think i think that that's just the unfortunate of the music industry at yeah. the moment but i feel like we're getting a little off topic with uh how we're what we're trying yeah. to do so i'm gonna pull back 
Yeah, it's just a uh, big issue with so well, much I in think, there too. I think yeah. what it is, is it's a big issue. I think what it is is that we have a love of music. Yeah, but we don't have a love of spending money for music. I hear, yeah. I hear the argument. Well, if they love music, why why are they charging for it? Mm. It's like, well, you love food and you get charged for it. I mean. It, and then, you know, we have a whole other argument there, but we can't just say for the love of it. So sometimes there's the starving artist and all of that, you know, they just do it for the love of it. But most of the time, those aren't full-time uh, musicians. They're not able to successfully, not everyone's Logic, not everyone is Jay-Z, not everyone is Beyonce, even though there are millions of people arguably way more talented than beyonce will ever be sorry the beehive but yes or <laughs> i mean it's it's, it's true it's yeah true. it is definitely there are, true, yeah. there are 13 14 year old kids yeah. who can hit higher notes sing better dance better than yeah. most artists that are on tour right now yeah. it doesn't it, it seems weird but there's going to be another ed sheeran well, There's going to be another 21 Pilots. Well, I, that, that, that does get brought up, though, in, in the sense of value of music, though. Because they're like, there's so many people that can do it. Mm-hmm. So why would it be so valuable? And so, but compared to visual arts, there's only one of those paintings. It's true. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's the... Whenever you're talking about the arts and the value of the arts, a lot of people, um, they're like, Oh well, we need to pay musicians more. Oh, we need to do this more. I'm like, look, if you want, if you want, like I said, if you want to support your, you know, favorite musician, if you want to support your favorite artist, no matter how expensive those tickets are, you buying those tickets to their concert shows your true support for them. Mm-hmm. That's why they go. Only people go to their favorite artists' concerts because they're like fully supportive of them. Of them. Right. Or they they buy their merch. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, and, and that's like a, and it's a solution that makes sense. Like you like this artist, give them money, and but like you said, it's hard to give like a good equivalent of money and be able to support them, right? Especially if they're in a small scale, and it's something that's very hard. That's not going to change, and like, because people find it what's easy. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go to Apple Music and click something. It's ten bucks a month for me. I got all this music, and it's yeah. something that's really not going to not going to change anytime soon. Yeah, like how, versus, how, go ahead. No, like how much of that ten dollars are you spending? Exactly goes to those artists exactly like pretty much nothing Mm -hmm. like you're talking like minimal amount and so i mean it's good for the consumer Mm -hmm. terrible for the like the producer and so whenever you're talking in economics too about this Mm -hmm. sooner or later music is going to start like it's if you let's put on the radio it's the same songs over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and you know why it's because those pop artists have a lot of money to put their music on the radio they they do, but, but that's because they're getting the million hits on Apple Music and Spotify and all these other things. And so, I don't know. There are other alternatives to making money uh, as a musician. You're, you know, you're talking about Bandcamp. Um, Bandcamp is like, it's a worldwide um, website that people put on their music. So like albums, singles, EPs, all these different things where they can not only pay the amount that you put it on there for, but give you more. Like there's a donation option. Mm-hmm. So like as artists, they should start trying to find like more websites like that 
rather than being like, oh, I'm going to put this on Apple Music because it's good for publicity. It's good because, you know, it, it, you know, they might pop up on new music list or whatever on Apple Music. And I know there's quite a few people that, you know, just press that playlist, you know, and they're like, okay, we're going to listen to this for today because yeah. it's new music. But when it comes to, like, money, they're not making anything off that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think from, like, a business standpoint, too, you just have to be an artist. And, like, once you get to that point of, like, okay, I'm doing good, but I'm stuck in this grind, you got to be like, I don't need people to buy my music only. I need them to buy my shirt, my my concert, my other stuff, mm-hmm. all this. Well, yeah. Those, those little pins, those yeah, $3 and, pins and add up. Yeah, and actually Bandcamp allows you to add merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's, it's completely free to add your stuff. All right. So, that's, yeah, that's really great. I mean, we, as the loft really try and pursue making sure that people can, can continue. Yeah. It's not just a, a hobby because yeah. a lot of people for them, music is nothing more than a hobby. I play guitar. I play the bass, but I'm not a bassist. I'm not a guitarist. Right. You know, I'm not a musician. I can play. There's a difference between someone who can play music and a musician. Yeah. Like, for every one of me out there who can pick up an instrument, you know, dabble with it, there's only one or two Victor Wootens. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so, when we when we sit and we talk about trying to make sure that people get themselves out there, they, they make money doing it, like, unfortunately, that is always going to be brought up. Yeah. You go to your Thanksgiving dinner and your least favorite aunt's going to be like, so what do you do for a living? And you're like, I <laughs> am a musician. She's like, oh, you're on iTunes? Well, actually, I'm not because I don't get paid to be on iTunes. <laughs> I'm actually on Bandcamp. Why don't you buy my album for $10 and buy my shirt? Yeah. Then you ruin Thanksgiving. Well, no, well, <laughs> no, it, no, it's true, though. I mean, if you think about it, though, there's a lot of artists. I mean, you, you know, you brought up Jay-Z earlier. I mean, he he's like... The, the king of net worth, like next mm-hmm. to like a lot of, you know, he's high up there. And the reason why though is because he's sold a lot of albums, but that's because he came up before a lot of the digital age. You know, you're, whenever you're talking about artists, musicians, or pop stars like Michael Jackson, you know, he was an amazing, he is the king of pop. The reason why he has, you know, while his, why his net worth still today is really high up there is because he was before digital age. Now, it, now, I'm not trying to be, like tear down digital age, you know, because I believe that it is good for publicity. I mean, if there's a lot of people that come over into the United States or vice versa, people like make it out there into the rest of the world because it is digital age. You can get it anywhere. But the thing is, is that um, because of that, no one buys hard copies anymore. Right. No one goes out and buys the $15 CD. No one else. No one goes out there and buys the $25 vinyl. No one go, goes out. I mean, if you want to take it back. You know, with you know tapes, you know, yeah. like who, no one who buys has a tapes. Cassette player. No, yeah, who 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 buys cassettes anymore? I do, but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the thing is, is that no one makes money off that anymore. The only hardcore supporter fans buy the vinyls and CDs. Thing is, is that there's not a lot of those anymore because it, <clears throat> because Apple Music, like you said, it's ten dollars a month. Why would I go out there and buy, you know, ten albums for a hundred dollars if I can? download 500 albums for ten dollars you know what i mean like it's 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 not worth for a lot of people as a consumer to go out and buy albums yeah how did what is the biggest hurdle that you personally went through when recording music or starting up recording music (sighs) well 
just figuring out things definitely trying to get around the the daw like you like being able to be like okay this does this this button does this or um but that just comes with um watching tutorials i mean that's how i did it that's how i learned a lot of the stuff i mean another thing that a lot of people don't do um which is sad because i feel like this needs to be done more is forms like reading and writing in forms like it's like hey i got this problem like a lot of times if you google something people already have that problem mm-hmm. and it's just like okay um let's let me do one that's like a basic one so like how do i hook up an inter- interface to my computer like that's a basic one that a lot of beginners don't really know how to do i mean yeah. and so um you just google that there's usually a form that you can literally read step by step and there's some that are very specific to that interface that recording interface to that computer yeah. most of the time so but there's so many words yeah there is a lot of words <laughs> but the thing is that whenever you're recording like that's another thing if you want to put in the work yeah you got to be willing to read i think that's why for young people probably you should like treat it like you're going to school like go home this is your homework like you're gonna go and yeah. learn this it's homework i mean you're mm. working at home <laughs> <laughs> all right last question idea of going into a studio versus recording at home okay um now that's huge a lot of people actually have that question i sometimes ask that question depending on what i'm wanting to do now if it's something very simple, like just vocals over a track. Now it's already like a pre-recorded track. It's all on digital. Might as well record at home. You can find a closet, something, a room that's really like quiet and smaller. So that way there's not a lot of reverb. Um, especially closets specifically because there's usually clothes hanging up. I mean, I mean, unless you have one of those newer ones where it's like you want to fold your clothes and all that stuff. That's fine too. But, but you're a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, game theorist does that. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, definitely, you know, closet, you go in there, put up your little, you can have a little tiny interface, like a, like an iTrack solo if you're doing Mac or Scarlet solo, um, for PC and, um, you just hook it up, put it in, you just, I mean, you can even use, you know, audacity, bring in the track that you already have, the waveform, the wave file, put it in there, record over that. You'll be fine. But put if a you're sign wa- up on the door, I'm recording. Yeah, <laughs> put a sign up on the on the door that you're recording. Now, if you're, but if you're doing a band, you want to. I I would recommend going to a studio, or even if it's a practice studio where you can hook up more stuff into your computer. They they usually have a full on soundboard that you have that has an out that you can go into a smaller interface like a solo into your computer. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think they'll have a closet big enough for them. Yeah, uh, yeah, know. bands don't. Big, I mean, big closets, you never know. man. Like, big closets. Like a walk-in I mean, closet, maybe. Uh, Kanye's bedrooms has bedrooms. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see his tweet? Yeah, he has yeah, a 14-bedroom yeah. yeah. house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Just go to Kanye's house. It's the lesson to learn here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Don't no, go to Kanye's don't house. Don't go to Kanye's house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, oh. So yeah, definitely. I would recommend if you're a band, go to a studio. I, but if you have everything pre-recorded on a wave on a wave file, plug it into a different software, go into a small room, record in your room. That's it. That's that's. Or right. so a big closet. Big closet. Or a big closet. Yeah. Yeah. Rooms got rooms. Um. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for today. Uh, where can we find you? You can follow me on Instagram. 
at Nathaniel underscore Heredia. Underscore. H-E-R-E-D-I-A. Um, well, you can find me on Bandcamp. My handle there is Internal Voices. Uh, my picture is the sky. It has a palm tree in it. It's pretty cool. Not, not in the sky, but it's like, yeah. And then you can find me on SoundCloud, Internal Voices. Mine, mine there is a light bulb because I have bright ideas. There you go. Or just come to the loft. He, or, we force him to play here a lot. Yeah. Yep. And you, you, you can find me here anytime. That's all the time we had for today. But if you want to hear the rest of our conversation, go to our website at loftaz.com. You can check us out on Instagram at loft.az. We hope you have a fantastic week and can't wait to see you next time. Thank you.